Now playing comes a podcast from two brothers. My name is Christian Durant. And I'm Pedro Durant. About the movies that raised them. My name is Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? From the laugh out loud comedies to the explosive 90s action flicks. Welcome to Earth. The heartwarming animated classics to the tear jerking Oscar bait dramas. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. And now, grab your popcorn, sit back, and enjoy the Duran Brothers Movie Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Duran Brothers Movie Podcast. My name is Christian Duran, and with me, as always, is Pedro Duran. And we have the Duran Brothers every week. We get on here and talk about the movies that raised us. The DVD classics, the VHS milestones, the, the direct from TV, Saturday night movies, the, mm, you know, Sunday night. No, how about Sunday afternoon dollar theater matinees? <laughs> yes. I always liked those. The dollar theater was like, that was huge. Yeah, it was really good. Because it used to be a regular theater. It used to be called the Roxy, right? Yeah. Well, there was two. Remember, there was one down Malabar, right? By on Babcock, actually. By like by the, the Publix. By the Winn Dixie or Publix or whatever it was, right? Yeah, on the other side. Too. Or Albertsons. I don't even remember what it was. Uh, but that yeah. was like the bad movie theater. That was like always a dollar theater. Yeah. As far as I can remember, that was always a dollar theater. Yeah. And then the Roxy was the one that had all Close the new movies. Close to us. At. Yeah. yeah, and then when Cinema World opened, that became the Dollar Theater. Yeah. You guys ran them out of town. Ran them out of business. <laughs> Mafia style. I remember Cinema World was, and we're talking about Palm Bay, Florida geography right now. So yes. If you don't know it, it's okay. But but I remember Cinema World, you know, you remember when it opened, you were like there, you started working there the first night, right? Uh, I don't, I don't, rec- I don't recall the first night, but I got a job there early on. Yeah, for sure. And I was there for a bit. Yeah. I remember I did, the uh, week, the first week it was open was the weekend Spider-Man came out. The first Spider-Man 2002. Ah, uh, so it was 2002. Yeah. So I, I think I, maybe, I, maybe I, I, yeah, maybe I don't recall so far now, but so far a uh, long ago, but yeah, I definitely was working there in the early start of its infancy. Um, Yeah. And I don't remember where I started. I think I started as like an usher first and then I moved mm-hmm. to box office and then they had me like alternating usher to box office, usher to box office, whatever, whatever they need. And then sometimes like the ticket ripper. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a weird, it's not like a, fu- a funny job or role that even with automation and everything, like you go to McDonald's and they canceled all the half the cashiers or you go to a supermarket and you're just yeah. ringing up your own shit, but they still got somebody ripping up tickets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't think they would just put a turnstile and have it like a New York yeah. turnstile. <laughs> they still need like an old man to make sure you don't sneak into the movies. Yes. Sneak in popcorn and stuff and your own yeah, candy. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I worked at Cinema World for a bit, and I saw a bunch of movies there, um, for uh, for the low low, which was good. It was a, it was a good, and I worked with a couple of people that are still keep in contact with today. So Cinema World, shout out to Cinema World. Yeah, shout out to Cinema World, indeed. So, yes, so Cinema World sixteen, a few good movies there. Mm, yes, Ooh. yes. <laughs> 
So, what have you been watching? This week? Um, well, we were talking about some... On a prior episode, it is... All Hallows Eve, Mom. Oh, so, yes. Um, I watched... I, I did watch Halloween. John Carpenter's Halloween. Um, kind of in and out, like because I've seen it a bunch of times, so... Yeah, I, I did the but, same. I was, I just put it on while I, before I went to bed. Oh, really? Yeah. I, it's yeah, actually it's funny like, because I, I can imagine it when it first came out, it was like fucking crazy, you know? But yeah. now you're watching it, you're like, yo, this motherfucker moves mad slow. Like, just run away from yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't take a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you can get away from it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Just throw something at it and just keep on going. But what I do appreciate about it is like, the lighting of it, like the atmosphere, it's really atmospheric, which is really dope. And I think that's what the, the strong, uh, strong suit about the, the movie is. So what'd you think about it watching it this time around? I mean, I barely, I was like in and out. Cause I, again, like I put my iPad next to my pillow and just start watching something to fall asleep and Halloween was on. And I just remember the opening credits was like, I don't know why the opening credits really struck, stuck out to me. Something about it being a real pumpkin. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. It just it looks so cool. I don't know why it looks so cool. I guess just because, like, now you're so used to, like, you know, the After Effects opening with, like, a digital pumpkin or something like right. that. Right. I don't know why it's just, like, cool to have a a real pumpkin on a black background and then yeah. <laughs> with some cool lettering. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I hadn't seen it in a while. I'll watch it, I'll watch it for real, but I, I didn't – I can't even say that I really saw it this time. Because I was just like woke up and Michael Myers is doing some shit. But the only thing that stuck out to me was that like the opening is the. Did you ever see the movie Blowout with John Travolta? No. Brian De Palma movie. Anyway, so the beginning is very similar to that. It's like, uh, you know, the Michael Myers looking through the house or whatever in the uh, opening yeah. scene. Yeah. But it's very like that. It's like parodying that kind of thing. But uh, that's the thing that stuck out to me the most this time. But yeah, it's a great movie, and I, I love the ending. The only thing I I feel like I remember seeing that that movie for the first time, and when I did, they were doing like a Halloween marathon. So immediately when it ended, like you know how in the like when you watch a movie on TV, they I don't know they started doing it like maybe twenty years ago where like they would speed up the credits and put them yeah. in the side and just like play the next movie. Like Netflix so next, does now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, they started playing Halloween two immediately after. So the two movies kind of stick in my head. Yeah. As like one, like immediately he's gone and then they go to the hospital Yeah, and I'm like, well, Oh shit. Halloween two is, it's basically a continuation. It's like literally the same it, night. Yeah. It's like uh quantum of solace to uh casino Royale. Mm. It's like literally picks up right after it. Talk about a movie I haven't seen in a while. Quantum of Solace or Casino Royale? Uh, I mean, both, but I've seen Casino Royale more recently. Yeah, Quantum of Solace is so skippable. I I, yeah. I, I always tell people, if you're going to watch it, if you've never seen a James Bond movie and you want to kind of just see what it's about, watch Casino Royale because it basically is Bond Begins. It's the Bond reboot. But if you want to continue with Daniel Craig, you can literally skip Quantum of Solace because it's really not a great movie at all. It's kind of quite boring. Yeah. And then the only thing that you need to know from or pick up from Quantum of Solace if you continue with the Craig movies is that there's a guy named Mr. White who's like a bad guy. You know what I mean? Because if you go yeah. and watch um, Spectre, 
he yeah. he revisits Mr. White and you're kind of, and if you go from Casino Royale to Skyfall and then you go to Spectre and then see who's this guy, where was he in the in the in the anthology, yeah. you're kind of like forgetting it. But yeah. It's but I don't big. even think you need to. Yeah, like cuz I remember I don't even remember him in Spectre and that that's another movie. I have, I think I only saw that when it when I saw it in the theater I was disappointed. Yeah. But yeah, that's um yeah, I remember it being very skippable. And one thing that bothered me when I first saw it was there was that one, the big car chase where they do the... Um, in the beginning? Yeah, in the, quantum? Be- the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And he like messes up, he totally messes up the car. And uh, I think even a reviewer pointed it out, like there could there was like a moment for to do comedy and they should have. Like when he, when you realize the guy's in the trunk. Yeah. They could have like, it, that could have been a, a really funny moment where they showed the fucked up car, you know what I mean? Like pulling into the thing, but like they didn't. It, yeah. I don't know. It was just, it was just a missed opportunity every time I think about that. Yeah. Movie. It was really, it's kind of boring movie. Solemn. Yeah. Well, they try yeah. to go back. Let's like what's popular, the board movies. So let's do born yeah. identity. And it's all that. It's just shaky cam, like nonsense, like the, the choreography. It literally Bono enters a room. He just starts fighting a dude. Cause he's just, it's like, Oh, you're not supposed to be here. And you fart fighting. And it doesn't mean anything literally yeah. to the point where like, I think it's one line is like, who do you work for? And he just kills him. And it's like, all right, well then he just bond picks up his, I, that bad guy's ID and pretends to be him. So it's like, kind of was like, it was non consequential. It was like, Oh, okay. You could have just picked up an ID somewhere else too. And yeah, kept the shit going. So, um, but yeah, so it's that, uh, and then this, uh, another one I saw this week was Pearl, Ty, Ty West film. Are you mm-hmm. familiar with Ty West? I know the name and I know Pearl and I know X, but I have not seen either. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I, I think he's becoming one of my, like, one of my go-tos. I really like his style. Really? Yeah. And there's something about his style, like, and maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just getting more morbid but <laughs> like I, was, yeah. I told you like a couple i mean i think it was last week and i was like oh i like some of these movies that are like pretty brutal and pretty gruesome <laughs> mm-hmm. but his style is like that too it's over the top violence but it's almost not over the top how do i say it's very realistic violence yeah and it's very realistic horror uh and and body horror where i can uh, i can dig it um I just yeah, it's, it's interesting. So I saw uh, X uh, a couple, maybe sometime last year or something, uh, and I was like, oh okay, that was a pretty interesting movie. And then I saw that this Pearl is uh, the prequel to X, so I wanted to check it out, and it's on it's on streaming now. So um, and I checked it out, and yeah, I I liked it. I mean, I can tell it's not for everyone. It's definitely a in the, how do you say it? Like when it's definitely not a character study. But the story is Ty West and the actress in the movie, Mia Goth, they did X, right? And then they were mm-hmm. like, oh, wouldn't it be like in the same way that QT and Uma was like, wouldn't it be interesting if we made up a character named The Bride? Yeah. Well, that's what they did with this movie with Pearl. So they cr- came up with a backstory of – spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen uh, either Pearl or X. They came up with the backstory for this, the killer or the villain in X. And now okay. Pearl is the prequel of how this person kind of goes nuts. And, yeah, exactly. Mm. So, And it's Mia Goth again. She plays the role. She's good. She's really good in it. She's excellent. There's a big monologue scene that's really um, 
passionate and fiery. She she holds the movie. Um, I can see it's not for everyone. Um, yeah, it's it could it's uh, disturbing at points, um, and when it is bloody and and macabre, it is. And um, yeah, I thought it was dope. It's not as um, sexually ex- explicit as X, which makes sense because okay. X revolves around. Are you familiar with the plot of X or Pearl? No. So X, it's I think it takes place in the nineteen seventies, but it's um, it's a bunch of young um, young people, and somewhere in in the group, it's including Jenna Ortega, like pre, like I think kind of right before pre-fame Jenna Ortega. Yeah. Um, Brittany Snow from John Tucker Must Die fame and uh, Kid Cudi and and others. I'm I'm sure I'm missing some other somebody else. There. And Mia Goth is in the group. So anyway, they're gonna they want to shoot a porn and they go roll up into this old barn and they say, "Hey, Mr. Farmer, can we um, use your like accommodation and barn to um, we're gonna shoot a movie?" He did, they don't really explicit say they're shooting a porno so the farmer's like yeah that's fine but you know don't come around my wife she's really sick and stuff like that and blah 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 and then the old wife and they're geriatrics the wife sees them shooting a porn and then one by one starts like killing all these people and you don't know exactly why so uh and that's how the movie is and then pearl is the prequel to X where it explains yeah. the backstory of the old lady killing the people. Mm. Yeah. And oh. yeah, that's what I watch. And it's pretty, like I said, it's a lot of, uh, not a lot, but at this moment when it's uh macabre and gory, it, it, it gets there. So, um, so I watched that. I would recommend it for anyone and they're going to make another one. They're making, making a third one in the trilogy. Okay. It's coming. It's actually in post-production. I saw a trailer for it. So it's coming out soon, but um, yeah. What about you? What are you been watching? Man, not a ton this this past week. Of, uh, not a ton. Honestly, like I feel like I put on a bunch of stuff and didn't exactly finish it. The only thing I just saw I saw from start to end was just go with it, the Adam Sandler movie. I don't know why we turned it on, but for I think we saw a scene and uh, we started. We just wanted to watch it on Netflix. And, uh, the, the one scene that, that made me laugh the last time I saw it, I was there this time, obviously, but maybe laugh again this time was when they're doing this like game. I, I always forget Nicole Kidman's in this movie, Nicole Kidman's okay. in an Adam Sandler movie. And she's playing like, it's almost like an Australia, that movie where she's playing like a forties, like she's almost like playing like this forties Catherine Hepburn type screwball comedian where she's like darling you must like you must join us like she's playing like that and uh they're they're doing this like they're in hawaii at this resort and they're doing this like competition this dance off and then they're like all right partners dance off or whatever the game is you have a coconut and they put it between the partners on their chest and they're like all right you have to you have to like move oh yeah so they put it on your feet right they put this coconut between the two of your feet and then they're like, all right, you have to move the coconut from your feet to your chest, but only using each other and no hands. So you start like rolling it up your partner's body, right? With your arms, you guys have to work together. But anyway, you can't use your hands. So the coconut falls 
And Nicole Kidman's husband in the movie is Dave Matthews for some reason. And then Dave Matthews like sits on it and sucks it up with his ass (laughs) and gets it back up. I don't know why it's so funny, but it's very funny. And it really, I don't know. It worked on me for, it's a very dumb, dumb joke, but uh, the rest of the movie isn't that great. It's a weird movie too. Cause I, I, I watched in the beginning. So the beginning is Adam Sandler has a big nose and he's getting married to this woman who's played by his actual wife. And she's like, yeah, I can't wait to like, you know, I'm marrying him, but it's okay. I'm not going to stop cheating on him. And like, she's in like the bride's suite talking about this. He's like, yeah, he's like, but he's got that huge honker on his face and blah, 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 blah. So he still has his wedding ring on. He leaves the the wedding and he's hurt and crushed and he goes to a bar and he sees Leighton Meester and Leighton Meester's like, you know, all the guys are hitting on at the bar, hitting on Leighton Meester. And then Adam Sandler says, you, you know, you're, you dropped your purse. He's like, stop hitting with me. He's like, no, I was just telling you, you drop your purse. And then she sees his ring and she's like, oh, oh, he's like just a guy trying to. So then she sees his wedding ring and she's very attracted to him. And then he's like, well, my, my wife just let me, left me. And for some reason he lies about it and he says he is married and his wife is just horrible to him. And then she has sex with him. Mm-hmm. And then like, so he starts this thing of like, he starts this lie that he's married with like he just wears his wedding ring all the time uh-huh. and he tells every girl he's with, he's married because they love it. And that like, whoever he's married to beats him or is like cruel to him or whatever it is. Yeah. And, they, and he hooks up with all these, all these hot chicks because he's married and they can't resist the wedding ring for some reason. Yeah. But then, you know, cut to, he actually finds a girl that he actually does want to marry in Brooklyn Decker, which is a name I haven't heard in a long time. Oh, he, he, he looks up with Brooklyn Decker. She's like, you're married. And then he's like, has to pretend he's married and he takes her to Hawaii and Jennifer Aniston is his like assistant or his coworker. Uh, he's a light plastic surgeon. And, and then they have to pretend they're married and she has kids and then they're keeping up this lie for Brooklyn Decker. And then the whole time Jennifer Aniston starts falling in love with Adam Sandler, they start falling in love with each other and they realize they should be together. It's this is one of those. And then yeah. it's just Adam Sandler jokes throughout the whole thing with Nick Swartz. Like yeah. A farce. Yeah. Yeah, it's just screwball Adam yeah. Sandler movie. It's kind of opposite of like the Heartbreak Kid with Stiller. Yeah. Have you seen that one? Yeah, yeah. I did. That was a bad movie. Yeah, you didn't like that? It was okay. I didn't mind it. I, it was like it's yeah. it's corny, but I didn't really mind it. I didn't. I don't remember liking it too much. It was the Fairly Brothers, wasn't it? Uh, I think so. Yeah, that was the reteam of Ben Stiller and the Fairly Brothers. Ah, uh, yeah, that what it is. I think so, and it's a remake. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it is the Farley Brothers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Malin and Ackerman. That there yeah. was like a point where they were like, I felt like they were just hiring her because she would like she had no problem being naked in a movie. Like <laughs> she was naked. Watchmen. Yeah. The other movie she did. She was in like some I think she was in an Adam Sandler movie. I'm trying to think. All right. Let's go back here real quick. She was in Entourage, so she probably got naked in that. Oh shit. She was the she was a threesome girl in Entourage. Right. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. I think she got naked. She was like Yeah, she was went the, to Yeah, that that weird yeah. Yeah, she they they went the to her like incestuous the, kind of yeah, couple. Like, they went to like some hit couple, some like redneck couple. 
She played a heartbreak kid. She's naked. Watchmen, she's naked. And I think she just had to stop at some point and be like, yeah, I'm not going to be naked anymore. Yeah. I saw her in a movie. Oh, man. That, and that, that was a bad movie. It was like a, was it a horror movie or some sort where she is a single mom and like, yeah, she's a single mom and that like her, and I'm fucking it up, but she's a single mom that like loves showing her her daughter like horror movies. Oh, she was like a scream queen in the 1980s. That's what it is. She was, Alan, Malin Ackerman was a scream queen in the 1980s. Is this recent? Uh, it came out in 2015. So okay. she was a scream queen in the 1980s in this movie. And that's like her claim to fame. And like, she's not re- resentful about it or whatever. It's just like, whatever it's over. And her daughter is kind of like, mom, you know, whatever. Something happens, like an accident happens where they, I don't know, the daughter travels back in time, but she travels back in time into the movie in which her yeah. mother was in. And it's like, you know, yeah. it's a kind of, it's very much like Friday the 13th kind of, thing yeah and then yeah they realize you know i'm your daughter i'm your mother and like oh you know mother and daughter relationship like whatever 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 so Hmm. yeah but it wasn't that good at all yeah and i don't know if she gets naked in that too (laughs) probably maybe i don't know taisa farmiga is that vera farmiga's kid might be yeah well 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 anyway we're 20 minutes in, and I think it's time to talk about the movie we came to talk about today. Yes. What other movie have you been watching this week, Chris? Well, the big one that I actually did watch all the way through is, and uh, watch it from start to finish on my new Blu-ray that I just got of it, which is yeah, crazy I that. that I didn't have it to begin with, is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990. One of our movie milestones, I'll call it. Definitely a movie I've seen, I can't tell you how many times. One of the earliest movies I remember, um, a movie that has shaped my life and uh, love of movies. Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 1990. I, we were watching it last night. I was like, this, and uh, Natasha was like, this is very dark. I was like, yeah, yeah, it is kind of dark. Like yeah. considering like what I just saw, the Mutant Mayhem movie, yeah, and even the Michael Bay movies. I was like, this is like kid movies back then. Like they didn't really give a fuck if they were like nah. messed up and dark. They felt like like '90s kids. I guess we could handle it or something. Yeah, yeah, it is dark. Like there's no lighting anywhere. <laughs> yeah, there's no lighting, and there's also just like you know children being beat up. Sam Rockwell selling cigarettes to yeah. ninjas. I don't know if he's selling. He's just giving them away. Really, yeah, I know he is giving them away. He's like, got any cigarettes? Regular or menthol? Menthol. And then he walks away and throws one to the crowd. Yeah, or whatever. Some kid is like, I don't smoke. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, but it's a movie that like, and I was like halfway through, I was like, dude, I've been quoting this whole movie, and it's like, it's not even cool to be doing anymore. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was watching. I watched it last night, and I continue on to the marathon, and I went to number two, and I started number three. Oh, I wow. couldn't get to. Yeah, well, you know, what am I gonna yeah. do? So yeah, I watched it. I like listen. I that first one. I think it, it still holds up. Like it's still it's it's yeah. honestly like it's genuinely like a good movie in the yeah. sense of like has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah, there's some themes of like fatherhood in it for sure with the turtles and Splinter, but also with Danny yeah. and his 
I don't even what's his Charles with Charles. his father, Charles, April's boss. You got a yeah. son named Danny, Charles. Even even April has some kind of father issues. She can't let go yeah, of the antique shop because her father it was her father. She was like, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe it's kind of dumb getting go of something because it reminds you of your father or something. And then Lena goes, no, it isn't. You know, like, yeah, that's true. So there's a lot, there's some stuff going on there. One thing, I, it was just funny watching it now. It was like, what, what I want to say, it's a very New York movie. Like it opens yes, it up is. in New York and New York is <laughs> so much into it. With <laughs> yeah. And it shows a crowd of like the pedestrians yeah. and people stealing shit and stuff. But then at any time there's a night scene, there's nobody on the streets in New York. I know. Yeah, yeah. New York is so <laughs> desolate, which is insane. Yeah, yeah which this I'm thinking like, like – Yeah, which I'm like, is this 1970s? And, and that's another thing. It's yeah. made 1990s, but it feels like 1970s New York. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so it definitely feels like pre-Giuliani New York. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, bad timing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I was like – I was watching it and I was like, yo, they're about to rape her. Yeah. Like, get the purse. <laughs> get the purse. Yeah. Yeah, help me. Yeah. I got to watch. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah, it's crazy. Woo. <laughs> and then it starts up. There's a, I mean, I could talk about the music too forever, but like there's a song at the, in the credits, it's called 9.95 playing oh, yeah. the, the kiss. He's like, I give it a 9.95. I swear to God in that, the, the rapper in that he, he's got to be uncredited or something. Yeah. The rapper in it is ice cube, not ice cube. Sorry. Ice tea. I, if you listen to the song, you'd be like, is that ice tea? That's gotta be ice tea before you he was so? ice tea. I don't know, man, because well, it's the group like, is called Spunkadelic, and I was trying to find like them on Spotify, but there's nothing. I was trying to find yeah. that song, and it's it's like almost impossible. You can, you can find only... it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, but that's about it. But like, I'm telling you, man, like this guy sounds exactly like Ice T when he starts rapping, and really? I'm like, did Ice T just like do this and never want anybody to know about it or something? But I mean, either way, it's I mean, it's like, possible. It's possible. There's a lot of rappers that do music for yeah. like uh, they ghost write for like the, one of the most famous ones is fucking Jay Z for Bugs Bunny and the Space Jam soundtrack. Oh wow! Did you know that? Yeah, I did remember not when know that. Bugs, you know Bugs Bunny. Ha- remember the Space Jam soundtrack? Bugs Bunny has a song like a rap song. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. At the end, it's like at the, at the tail end of that soundtrack. That's Jay Z. He wrote that. Oh boy. Oh, and wow. when you hear it now, you can you yeah. can you can tell because it's like That's it's just... so Jay Z style. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, what are your memories of this movie? I remember just like watching it. I remember like eating pizza. I mean, obviously we were big Ninja Turtles fans because like any kid in the 90s growing up or like, you know, late 80s in the early 90s, fucking Ninja Turtles was like a massive. It was a phenomenon, man. Like it was a phenomenon. You had the toys, you had the TV show. And then coming out of the movie, like as a kid, uh, I'm sure we didn't we wouldn't be uh analyzing it like we do now as adults but it was just so exciting to just yeah. see Ninja Turtles like live action and um I just remember screaming like I love Beta Turtles like you know yeah. shit like that I remember just the commercials the ads for it like stuff like Entertainment Tonight um would talk about it doing reviews and stuff so yeah, I just, rem- yeah, just tons of it, just quoting it all the time. 
the yeah all of it the music was incredible you know like even that song 9.95 i thought that was like an, i thought it was like a big hit i was like why is it not on the radio <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah but yeah all that all that good stuff yeah it was um yeah it's a it's a i think it's a it's a, it's a great great movie just like that it was like super dark one thing i would say what i think helps it is golden it's a golden harvest production which is it's a production company is famous for like the Kung Fu movies. And I think yeah. they went into it like that because I was watching it this time around. I was like, yo, it's fucking incredible. These guys in suits, these girls, these guys and gals in suits in those rubber suits. And they're just flipping around and doing like martial arts in the suits. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause nowadays like the latest one is animated. So it's easy to do that. But even those Michael Bay ones where it's all CGI, it's easy yeah. to do that. But like those people in those suits were real athletes to be just like jumping around doing somersaults doing uh flying kicks in a suit that probably weighs 100 pounds more than they yeah. do and then able to pull it off you know yeah shout out to the jim henson team yeah i mean they really made that look awesome yeah yeah it's it, it, yeah i mean I, I think you're not overstating to talk about how big a phenomenon ninja turtles was in the early 90s it's like in late 80s i guess but like it, it was just so big and it it's such a weird story and it kind of makes no sense like okay. it's just so insane that like these turtles got hit with ooze and now they're teenage ninja turtles that got raised by a rat it's like it's just it's crazy but it, it somehow works and you all buy into it and then what you were saying earlier about how the story is like it's got a beginning, middle, end. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's simple. It's a super simple story. Like the turtles, they meet April. They, the foot clan is, um, they, they, you know, they, Raphael saves April. The foot clan guys led to their headquarters, their sewer, their, their, their home, their, their, their home. And he sneaks, he tells all his boys, they beat the shit. They kidnap Splinter, Splinter when, while they're gone. Then they beat, they find April and beat the shit out of them there, and then they have to go to the farm and they come back to get Splinter once they regroup. Yeah, it's got, that's it. That's the whole story, and then yeah. they fight Shredder at the end. But like, yeah. super simple, ninety minutes. But like, enough happens that it's not like boring or yeah, it's interesting the whole way. And like, and I think the setup too is really good too. Like, it opens up in New York and you see New York in the I guess it looks like nineteen eighties footage, or whatever. Yeah. But they set it up as like there's a crime wave happening in New York City, and apparently April's. It's, it was, I was watching it this time around. I was like, "Is understood? Like, why is April the only one? A that's investigating the story, and B, yeah. why does she have such an interest in it? Because is she the crime reporter? Yeah. You know, if April O'Neil was like, you know, if if that character was like half Japanese, maybe I was like, yeah, you know, like half Japanese American, maybe she has some interest in it culturally, and like that'll be like, yeah. oh, okay." But for whatever reason, she's just like really into investigating. The, she's the crime reporter in, in uh, on what is it? Channel Nine, Channel Seven News, or whatever it is. Yeah, Seven. And or no, maybe it's Channel Nine News. Channel Nine News. I think it's Channel Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And 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 anyway, that that first setup is just like you just see the pickpocketing and that pickpocketing pickpocketing. Um, procedure i don't know if that actually really works you know you just hand it oh you're playing hot potato with a wallet <laughs> you know what i mean just to and then you stand in the corner and a foot soldier comes grabs it and you're like hey thanks man 
Yeah, I know. I, I was watching that this time. I was like, this seems like a very convoluted like thing for <laughs> yeah. one wallet. It's like yeah. it takes ten guys to steal one wallet. Yeah, it was like, 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 uh, uh, you know, yeah. like they're like gypsies almost. Like you know, like yeah. But what I always thought it was impressive, even as a kid, is that guy, that delivery guy, who like there's that shot where you see the the back of the truck with all the boxes of merchandise, yeah. and he just literally walks around the corner. There's no cut. And then yeah. he gets the guy to sign it, and then he turns or comes back to the truck, and all yeah. the stuff's gone. And I always wonder, how great. do they do that? I bet now that you're saying that, I'm trying to think of how they did it. I bet the boxes were fake, yeah. and they looked really good. And thing. it's just like like one thing they just pulled off really quickly. Yeah, that's what I thought and too. The, the, and then the box, and it was just really empty. But like, yeah, that was always really that was a cool shot. I always like the lady who's watching TV on there. Yeah. On her, I'm like, dude, is that guy just standing there right there? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, he's like waiting for her to like look, turn around. Yeah, she just looks down. Is like, excuse me, are you? What are you doing down there? Yeah, yeah. There's some stuff that like I saw this time that I was wondering about. Like that one dude. So in the beginning, when they show the 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 Foot Clan hideout for the first time. Yeah, the warehouse. Where yeah, the warehouse with Sam Rockwell is going, You got any cigarettes? Regular anything you wanna do, you can do it. Anything you wanna do do. Yeah. Yeah. Any questions? Yeah. Got any cigarettes? Kids like fifteen. Regular or menthol? And then he goes and that's like, oh, this place is cool. Yeah. One thing I noticed about that was like, there's like one girl in the whole place. Yeah, yeah no. I know. And I saw that. She's just like bouncing around and she puts her arm yeah. around a guy with a playing like narc on the arcade. Yeah, I know. Nobody. Wait a minute, wait, boys. Full house. Full house. Oh. When Shredder puts the, the hood on the new recruit, he's like, yeah. Many trains with a dragon doji. Today you've made us all proud. And he puts it, puts it on him. The thing that I was thinking about this time, I was like, I don't think they did a good job of it. Was that the same kid who gets beat up by Tatsu at the towards the end? Because remember, oh, when Tatsu remember. has like a violent Tatsu yeah. has like a violent like He's outburst. Having a bad day he, at work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he beats the shit out of one dude, and then they take his mask off, and then Danny's like, "Oh shit." Yeah, I don't I was remember. Like, was that supposed to be the kid that he gave the thing to? Because that would yeah. make a lot of sense. Yeah, and be that good, but they dope. didn't show the kid. Yeah. Very well. Yeah. I don't remember. That would have been good because it's like, yeah, he got renewed. Oh, yeah, this is your family, but you can get yeah. your ass kicked. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, yeah, For yeah. nothing? Yeah. But to Tatsu, Tatsu. You call this here and that down there family? Family? I want to talk about him in a moment because I <laughs> like it, I, I was watching it this time around, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to it because I was other stuff. But in that scene that you were bringing up when, oh, no, Tatsu. Who is great. I think he's funny. Like he's just like the silent, like uh heavy. <gasps> but I think it's because yeah. he's silent because he just didn't speak English. He didn't speak English. Yeah. <laughs> so they were just like, like look tough. Yeah, they're like, you have to put him in because this is a golden harvest movie. Yeah, he's contractually obligated to be in the movie. But did you know it was the first time I ever noticed it? Remember when he's doing um it's early in the film where he's training some guy and he's where the and he's like beating a good, good. And then the training goes to bow. He kicks him. And he goes, never lower your eyes to an enemy. He has a knife to his throat. Oh, really? Yeah. I never noticed that until this time around. Yeah. Cause I watched it and I saw him like sheaf it back in and I was like, what the hell? And I had to rewind it. And he literally has a knife to his throat. 
That's why mm. never lower your eyes to an enemy. Yes, Master Tasso. Man, serious. Yeah. Serious in the foot, dude. Yeah. One thing I had, one thing that as a kid I was always like, that was weird to me, was when they beat the shit out of Raph, and yeah. he they go to the farm, and then he wakes up. For some reason, I assumed that was like a week later. It's got to be like a day or two, right? Uh, I don't know. But Why? Like, Why do you think that? I don't know, because like how long would you, was he, I guess he's in a coma, right? Yeah, I guess so. He was just unconscious. Yeah, I guess so. But it's like, damn, like they beat him <laughs> for a Almost week. Almost to death, yeah. <laughs> like, I guess. Damn. I mean, beat, it's not like, like they're going to take him to the hospital. You know? Right. But he, like, it, okay, but if he was a, if he was in a coma for a week, then he, like, I don't care what you, like, he, he needed to go to a hospital. Like, <laughs> they needed more medical assistance just than, like, a cool him, rag well, on, on his head. Well, what do you do to your pet when he's sick? <laughs> you just put him in the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> put some water on him. Put, you know, spray water on him here and there. Yeah, because then that, like, monologue, the the April writing in her diary or whatever, yeah. is uh, that makes it seem like a lot of time passes. Yeah. But it's yeah. weird. You know, you're not really sure. I I always assumed it was a bit. It was a, a, a while because they're all bonding, you know, like Donatello yeah. and Casey in the truck, yeah. and um, you know, it seems like because she even says when she's writing in her journal, or whatever, she's like the the turtles have found ways to pass the time. you know, so yeah. could be a week, to be two, a month. I don't know. I don't think so. But and even in that time, you know, April and Casey are starting to feel each other so well this is what i want to say this dude is it El- El- elias codius yeah. i think he's the v- mvp of that movie man he is he's so great. good yeah he's great and i didn't see him in anything after this until like zodiac in 2007 yeah when i saw zodiac i saw him show up i was like whoa like where's he been <laughs> yeah i was like i i don't know why i didn't see him in anything else after that yeah he's but good I he's great I he he has the he really does have the best lines in it, you know. Like he does. You're um, a claustrophobic. You were pissed in the mouth. I never even <laughs> looked, looked at the guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That's great. You got any gag face. Donatello. Oh, he's with the others. Uh, training and stuff. Oh, okay. You need help? Because uh, I'm your man. You, uh, lead the way, toots. April, toots. Oh. Ah. babe sweet sweet cakes <laughs> princess princess this is like i'm you want to throw me a line here you i'm drowning yeah. oh don't ever ask me for help if you need anything, anything break breaks yeah. down you never ask me for help or anything i wouldn't ask she has the best delivery when she says it. i wouldn't listen i w- get this clear i wouldn't ask for your help if you were the last, the last thing, thing on the face of this planet <laughs> mm. and he sits down on the bench and, he goes mm. it takes a bite of the apple he goes he goes mm. I'm getting through. <laughs> <laughs> and then it breaks, which yep. is great. Breaks and he falls over. He goes, uh, he coming, al- coming, al- coming along nicely. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite re- thing of, oh, just uh, real quick, my favorite yeah. thing of Casey Jones in the whole movie is where, uh, you know, they have the, you know, climactic fight with Shredder. Shredder falls off the roof, falls in the garbage oh, yeah. truck. And Casey Jones just casually goes, oops, yeah. and just executes a man. Yeah, no. Great. <laughs> he fucking puts him in a trash compactor. He goes, oops. Yeah. He goes to April and goes, like, 
she's this is the end of the film and she's like making herself for makeup and stuff and coming on camera and he goes uh it was like you're right he's like yeah yeah good he goes well i just look like i just did nine rounds with mike tyson yeah it looks like i just called nine uh, mike tyson mike a tyson sissy. a sissy yeah 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 it's yeah, good <laughs> of course that opening the introduction scene with casey yeah with those we talked about that before yeah did you realize what? that one of those guys one of those little purse snatchers is yeah, you know, young yeah, Tommy I just from Goodfellas. The, yeah, he's Joe Pesci from Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw that this time for the first time. I was like, oh, is that him? Yeah. And it totally is, yeah. Yeah, crazy. Everyone's got to get yeah. their start. Yeah, there's like a bunch of people. Well, I don't know about a bunch of people, but like the dude who plays Raph, the voice of Raph, is this actor named Josh Pais or Pius. I don't know, B-A-I-S. But if you like, the name might not be like, particularly familiar but if you look at his pictures and just like go through his imdb he's definitely one of those that guy actors where you're like oh yeah i know that guy Mm. and it's weird because like you don't hear his voice like in this movie he has the most authentic new york voice i've ever heard and uh right even in the cab as Raphael. oh yeah yeah he also plays the guy in the cab what the hell was that yeah yeah he's like i don't know some kind of toidal you going to LaGuardia? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh but it, it's so weird. It's so uh it's so interesting to see you know a guy who's um been in like so many things and who's had so like such a huge impact on in my movie watching life. Yeah. Jose Caseco bat. Tell me. You need to pay money for this. Yeah, it was weird. It's weird. (laughs) It's a weird delivery. Tell me, you didn't pay money for that. I think a lot of it was done in like ADR. I think they went back and fixed a bunch of stuff. They're like, like, all right, we're running out of time. Just say it the the way you need to. Yeah, I always. It's funny in that that right before that scene, it's like that older lady, that senior citizen, that's just walking alone, dressed in pink with a hand with a handbag. It's just like you're just asking. I know. Like everyone else is dressed in black and yeah, and like looking really New York and like every, she's just like standing out like a like a sore yeah. thumb. Well, it's interesting because if you know New York now, like I mean, it's different now, obviously, but like he walks out of the movie theater and you can see he's on Sixty First Street and he's by the park, which is kind of like that. If I if I know my geography, like the only way to get there is like that's kind of by there's a movie theater close to there now. It's like on Fifty Ninth or something like that. But it's, I guess you could, yeah, it's a little bit of a walk to the park. The geography doesn't match up exactly, but it's like, yep. it's, let's say it's 61st and park. It's not that bad of an area. <laughs> like, yeah. And like, it's pretty like, seems like there's a lot of cars and lights. Yeah. It's like not, I don't know. I feel like somebody else would have stopped those but it's the guys. Foot, the foot is taking over. Yeah, yeah. Well, was it the foot or was it like those two guys seem like, Oh, I think those were dudes. just two. Yeah. They were two just bums. They just, yeah. they were on, they were from two, like two, uh, they're foot adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> in another movie or something. Yeah. 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 They were working for like a young Tony. They did. They came from off the set of the saints of Newark or yeah. You know. <laughs> the many saints of Newark. Yeah. And they were like, let's rob this old lady. So sad. Speaking of New York geography, uh, April O'Neil lives like down the street from a fucking Doctor Strange. There, did you catch the address? Oh yeah, Eleventh and Bleecker. Oh wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah, That's so funny. Yeah, yeah like literally really down the street. Yeah, I was trying to look at the subway she's in. I was trying to figure out where it was. I guess it was City Hall because, like, on some parts you can see it, but like 
they sort of black out the letters. Like if you look behind her where the, there's like these little black rectangles, that's usually where the street, where the, um, like the subway name is, yeah. but they blocked it out. I was like, I wonder like, I wonder where they shot that because it's obviously a subway train. And then like some shots you can see it's in some shots. It says city hall, but it looks like something else. But yeah, I was this time I was definitely trying to figure out where they shot everything. Like one part was definitely central park. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's definitely bleaker. But again, it's like, there's a couple of sets they probably reused over and over. Yeah. Like the, the fight scene they have at the end, that seems like a set that they on the roof. Like, no, when they're on level. the ground, on the street oh, that's level. that's for sure. Anytime, well, I was looking at it now. I was like, I bet anytime it's nighttime in New York on the street, on the ground level, that's yeah. a, that's a, that's a back a lot. Yeah. Like when the pizza guy's um, um, delivering the dominoes and he can't find yeah. the address and he slides it. I was like, that's a set because there's no one on the street there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when, yeah, like once again, when they're on the street and with a garbage, where right before Casey hits the, pulls the, the garbage truck lever. Yeah that's a set it has to be because it's like where the fuck you know and yet when they're finding the right. soldiers on the street it has to be a set because how will they control that you know right yeah so like that's why i was like very aware of like oh anytime there's no one else on the street and because i was like dude it's fucking new york city and there's no one out like that's so crazy right yeah so yeah it's uh it's yeah i, I always try to figure that out but one thing i wanted to get your opinion on and i Maybe I'm reaching because they don't really expand on it in the film. But you know how April is in contention with the chief of police? Yeah. Because she's like investigating the foot and he's like, leave it alone, April. Blah, blah, blah. Right. I thought, wouldn't it be like an interesting idea if he was in with the the foot and that's why he's telling her like, shut the fuck up and all that stuff? Because he's really, I I get it because he's just like an incompetent police officer (laughs) and she's calling him out and everything. Yeah. But she's just embarrassing him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because she goes on the cam- she goes on camera. She was like, "Well, I've talked to City Hall and police officer, uh, chief of police, stern, like looking right at the yeah. camera, blah blah blah." But nothing's happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe somebody in Chief Stern's office could take a look. Or, yeah, and then he's like, "O'Neill, get in yeah. here." But it also implies that they have a history because she because yeah. he comes she comes down and goes that that time like, me. Yeah, that PA comes out and it's goes, my a, new, guy, yeah. a new record. A new record. Yeah. <laughs> Time me. And he's like, one, 106, a new record. Yeah. And uh, yeah, are you trying to tell me how to do my job? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's the best actor in the world. Yeah. And yeah, because it does make sense. That, that feels like a plot line that wasn't, that should have been in there. Because the chief of police is so corrupt that he's working with the foot would have made sense why they're getting why this huge crime wave is going on un, unresolved Unstop, by the police. Yeah. yeah. And uh and especially when he because he really is pulling the strings because he calls when Danny Charles. gets arrested, he calls Charles and goes, You got a son named Danny, Danny Charles? Charles. And yeah. obviously he's like going like you need to fire April or I will, you know. Well, well Danny gets arrested right, right before yeah. in that scene, which is weird. Like, if you get arrested, why are you going to City Hall? Do you go to City Hall? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No, I mean, that's very it, – it's a little bit of convenient writing. For, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, – yeah, it's that, that's so funny. Yeah, that, that Chief Stearns is amazing. And, like, Stearns, like, come on, man. That guy was the most 
<laughs> you could have given him a little Chief Delukia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or no, Bevilacqua yeah. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, no, Come yeah. Come on. That guy is like an all-timer great performance in my book. Like, yeah, I, yeah. You can quote that guy forever. Yeah, and he does come back in the second one, so for a, a little cameo. Yeah, he does for a little cameo. I don't remember him. He now. does really quick because after Toka and Rage are like are loose, let loose on the city, it's the yeah. same thing. Uh, um, April. This, it's funny because in the sequel, sequel, they have the same kind of relationship. April goes to Chief Stern and goes, "You, you oh, have to right. deal with this. You have, you know, those monsters are going to be out." And he's like, "Don't tell me what to do my job. Like this is yeah. just some gangs doing this." She was like, "No, you know well, that kind of." Shit. It wasn't the first time. Wasn't enough. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Now I went and then back to Chief Stern at the end. He goes like, "What's going on here? I want some answers. Go to the warehouse on." Something to refer. You find your answers there, and he's like, "Okay, okay, all right." Like, no, just arrest everybody. Arrest everybody's arrested. No, everyone's arrested. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's going to jail tonight. Yeah, because what if that guy says, "Yeah, go down there," and then you go to a warehouse and it's empty and there's nothing there? Like, what the fuck are you <laughs> gonna do? It's like Chief Wiggum. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, that was a bust. <laughs> yeah, uh, the movie's amazing, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. I watched it this time. I gave it like three stars. I'm not going to give it like really five stars because, yeah. you know, it's not like the Godfather. It just means a lot to me. Yeah. But I do have to say, man, like those costumes still look amazing. Yeah. The costumes from the first one still hold up. It's just, Yeah. It was probably really heavy to wear and hard to move, but it looks fucking good 30 years later. Yeah. So. Yeah. Way better than the Michael Bay. Nothing against Michael Bay personally, but it's just the CGI kind of garbage. Yeah. It just looks the looks of it. It looks of its time. It looks like Whereas, CGI. Yeah, exactly. Whereas those costumes you're kind of like fuck and and then this is also another thing. Compare that first one to the third one which I started watching. That oh, first yeah. one, they are the eye are moving like the eyelids go up and down, the lips go up and down. In that third one, you're just looking at stilted costumes. Yeah. Like you're not doing anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing where it's just like, oh, like you can tell the third one. It, it, it well, also uh, Jim Henson was not involved. The Henson company was not involved in that third one. That's why. Yeah. Um, um, but it's just stilted costumes. They're not have. They don't have any like motion or movement in in their in their facial features at all. So even as a kid, I remember I was like, oh, they're like lifeless turtles. Yeah, yeah. That 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 one was. And I, I had, I haven't seen it in a while, and I can't like bring myself to really watch it just because like <laughs> I don't have any fondness for it really. Yeah, I mean the second one, second one might be more like I might even like that better than the first because like yeah. there's just so much stuff I loved about it. Just the concept of the ooze, the token razor of it all, vanilla yeah. ice. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just dope. Man, Super look shredder. at those costumes. I love, I love this, this place. place. <laughs> so many great ones. So many yeah. great lines in the second one. Just the straight up when Shredder comes back and that one guy goes, his, his face. face. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I I mean, I love, I love them all, but... Yeah, and, and Kino, of course, in the second yeah. one. Ernie yeah. Ray's Jr. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. We got rap. We need help. Donnie. Yeah. Leo. Hey, we got the, They're going to kill Splitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. That's interesting that in both the first and the second one, they had this, like, teenager helper, right? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Danny in the first one who disappears in the second one. And then Kino, who's... 
disappears in the third one. <laughs> he disappears in the third one. Yeah, he yeah. could fight. And Casey Jones disappears in the second one. And so does Judith Hogan. Judith Hogan. Judith Hogan, yeah. Yeah, she disappears in the second one, too. I don't but know. But he does there's... come back in the third one, yeah. Yeah, there's a story behind that, isn't there, right? Probably money, you think? I bet. Yeah, there's got to be. Yeah, because I think the the lady, the actress that comes in the second one, I think her name is Patrice. I'll, I'm going to mess it up. Patrice? Paige Turco. Oh, that's it, yeah. But she comes in back in the third one, obviously, yes. but with a new haircut. Mm. And then Casey Jones comes back. So like I just watched it, and he literally uh, like there's a scene. Michael Langelo comes in and was like, "Hey man, I got some heavy artillery with me." And then it's Casey Jones, and it's the thing of, and he literally comes like, "Hey guys, I'm back." <laughs> like, okay. yeah, remember me? Yeah, yeah. From the first go. movie. Yeah, exactly. Let me go through. I'm trying to find the IMDb real quick of these movies. I just had it. Sometimes. You just got to go through and. Uh... Class is pain 101. Your instructor's Casey Jones. Jones. Not like that, you don't. Not by you. You. What are you, some kind of punker? Uh, I hate punkers, especially green ones with weird makeup. <laughs> I'm bad on strike one. What a whiffer. Mm. <laughs> one great line from Casey Jones is when um, he's trying. they're trying to free Splinter, and then um, is it Tatsu comes with his goons. And then Tatsu goes, huh, huh, and Casey goes, huh. And Casey goes, you know, a little bit of a, ha, but Naka will clear that up. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Toshihiro Obata. Kicks his ass and he goes, he goes, he finds the golf club. Four, boom. And you know that sound? He goes, that plane sound? I always thought that yeah. was a real plane. As a kid, I was like, is that a plane going over my head or is that like in the movie? Oh, he goes, I never called golf a Dolph game again. Yeah. <laughs> Here, Judith Hogue was not called in to reprise her role as April O'Neil after the director was unhappy when she derided the way they mistreated the stunt doubles and their unfair schedule changes. She stated at Supercon Florida that she had no ill will towards Paige Turco. Instead, they met 17 years later and now good friends. The directors found Paige Turco to resemble the character more and found her chemistry with the turtles to seem more sincere. I don't know, I don't know about seen... that. Yeah, she was yeah. good. Like, that sounds like a cop out answer. Yeah, they actually went to high school together. I read in the yeah. original Ninja Turtles, the turtle facial expressions were cable operated with all the motor servos housed in the shell. In this movie, in the second movie, thanks to a larger budget, the animatronics were much smaller and lighter, were built into the face themselves. And Ernie Reyes Jr., the dude who plays Kino, was Donatello's fight double in the original movie. Yeah, I know producers that. liked him so much they created the role of Kino. For him to replace the ultra-violent Casey Jones. Oh, that's so weird. So that's why he wasn't. In. Yeah. Well, that that second one was made specifically like we needed. It was like the it was like the Batman Forever thing. We need to make it for kids, man. We need to make it for kids. Yeah. So that's why Michelangelo yeah, doesn't definitely. have the nunchucks, and that's why he always uses oh, like pepperoni. Weird. Remember, you ever heard that? No, I didn't even yeah. notice that. That's funny. yeah. So he doesn't have the nunchucks, and like they don't use their. They they don't really use their weapons. So, but specifically Michelangelo, because kids were like beating each other with like household items as nunchucks, yeah, trying to imitate. So that's why he goes and gets the pepperoni and shit and kind of throws that around. So, so that's the reason for that. Oh, Corey Feldman's in the third one. Yeah, he returns for that third one. Yeah. Oh, so, I was watching it this morning. Yeah, crazy. And I was just like, eh, this motherfucker comes back. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, Mark Queso is the only cast to return from Ninja Turtles 2. Brian Tashi and Robbie Riss are the only actors who appeared in all three movies. 
Yeah. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Anyway, I'm like just reading now, but yeah. <laughs> now I got to watch his third one because I'm just like, I haven't oh, seen I'm a no, man. I'm wa- like, I started watching this one. It's <laughs> yeah. like, I went into it. Like I, 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 I watched the first one. And then I was like, should I watch the third one? Because I know it's going to be kind of a, 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 a slag for me. And then if I watch the second one, it'll be kind of an up, like it'll bring me back up. Yeah. But I was like, no, I'll just watch this. I'll just watch them in, in, in order. And that third one already, like just the first, I would say one positive thing is you're, you see the turtles three minutes into the film. Right. Yeah. Whereas Ninja Turtles two is I think about four minutes. And then that first one, there's a little bit longer, maybe eight minutes into yeah. the film before you see the turtles. That third one, it just opens up. You kind of forget what movie you're watching. Cause you would be like, what am I watching? Cause you'll forget it's blank screen. Golden harvest comes up and all that. And then yeah. it just says Japan and it's just a red screen. And it's just four samurais chasing someone on horseback. And it's, they setting up the, japanese backstory yeah and then it goes to the turtles and this is when i knew i was like oh i know why i didn't like this shit because they're like dancing to like yeah. this stupid like fart rock it's not even like real it's like a wannabe acdc type of shit and yeah. they're just like dancing and you're like oh what is this shit it's like mad corny you know even yeah. splinter's getting down with it and i was like oh like this is this is this is not that cool at all and you know and then also like the editing is really bad. Like they'll just go back and forth between the Japanese storyline and the turtles and the New York setting for no reason, just to go like, they'll go yeah. back into the Japanese storyline to, for like a couple of lines that aren't really consequential. You're just like, Oh, that was just two people talking. Okay. Yeah. Just to let the audience, Hey, remember, remember we're, we're still, going to, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're still, still in Japan. Seeing... So, um, so is that, and, um, yeah, it's a, it's not it's not that great. Once again, Casey Jones is probably the best part of, of the third one there because he's, you know, um, he's just Cause then he they has a change. Because like, then they had that like the comedy bits with the old with the the Japanese samurais yeah. going to the present and they're like you know they're watching TV or whatever. Yeah, like, fish out like, of water. Yeah, and it's like all right, we don't need any of this. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like this is I all mean, that's a whole stuff. different movie, you know, like the only thing I do like was the, I, the actual time travel device, the lantern. Yeah. I always thought that was a cool looking prop. Definitely made for a cool toy. I wanted yeah. that, but, um, yeah, I was like, yeah, I remember I was telling somebody, I was like, I watched, I think I watched that in the theater like three times, the third one. Yeah. I know the Asami was like going to take me or like wanted to take me. He's like, you went to the movies and like, he's like, what do you want to see? And it was either between that movie or like some Burt Reynolds movie with a cop where he, Burt Reynolds was a cop. It was called cop and a half. Was it? Yeah. With a little black kid. Yeah. With a little cop black and a half. Kid. Yeah. He cop like, and a half. the kid is, I think he's a witness to a murder or something or he has yeah. to, and then he has to help him. But the little kid's like, I want to be a cop. So he's like, you know, it's like that. And it's a typical like Burt scene Reynolds. in the chief's office like well get burt reynolds guess who your new partner is ah <gasps> oh, come on come yeah. on hey, like and hey kid don't you know i don't want to fucking da, da, da. i don't like you you don't like me i like yeah. you yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and then of course at the end yeah i don't I know the, he's chewing his gum <laughs> yeah you want to see new pictures of Sally Field? <laughs> <laughs> I just ignore McDonald's. Burr <laughs> 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 
Oh yes, cop in half. That's what it yes. was about. Yes. But yeah, I mean the things I liked about I wouldn't talk too much about the second one, but the things I liked about the second one are like David Warner or mm. the um He's good. The scientist, he's amazing. Yeah. The professor. Um, the professor. <laughs> uh <I'll>, <laughs> I always remember that. And all research shows when they're watching when Shredder's watching them on the TV. They're infants. They're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're not stupid. The infant. He's like, but all right, the stupid infant. <laughs> yeah. hey, he's really good. I, for a long time, it was like the first time I ever heard about dandelions. When it, when you know, when yeah, they see that scene, and I was like, what the fuck? Okay, or what's wrong with that? I just didn't get it. Yeah, dandelions. He just pull, I didn't he know what a dandelion was. Yeah, I know. It was just like, okay, is that like? Aren't they supposed to be that size? I was like, yeah. No. He should have really mache came. flower. No, exactly. He should have just came through and smelled it. He was like, mmm, paper mache. Because <laughs> yeah, that's I what know. it looks like. Even as a kid, I was like, those flowers look fake as fuck. I know. Yeah. Yeah, that was so funny. TGRI. I always loved the little TGRI lab. It looked so sophisticated with all yeah. the little lights that actually didn't just, need to be there. You could just buy just, shit at Home Depot and just connect it with Christmas lights. Yeah, the cables, the lights going through it on at nighttime when the place is closed, like have it would you, need to be. Have you so so you ha- you haven't seen Ninja Turtles two: The Secret of the Ooze in a while? You have to if you watch it this time around, or anyone listening watching this time around. This is what I've noticed. I noticed it a while back, but it was confirmed this time this weekend. Man, something happened with the foot. The foot really fell off because yeah. there's a lot of pudgy foot foot soldiers. Yep. Did you notice that? There's a lot well, of them. <laughs> well, yeah, there's, they're they're heavy set this time. Well, the yeah. weird thing is that, like, again, this takes place like shortly after the first one. Yeah, I don't know how April got a new apartment so quickly. And yeah, how, <laughs> New York City. Yeah, well, she did Be- get a raise at the end of the first one. So that's true. Well, because in the in the beginning, one of the dudes, one of the Foot Clan guys, is like, we always said this would be a fallback spot. Yeah, the junkyard which was imp- a fallback, spot. yeah, fallback spot, which implies that like it really hasn't been very long at all, right? And also, Shredder has been has been moved from the garbage can, a garbage truck, to a landfill, and no garbage, you know, person noticed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's New York, so maybe not. Yeah, but um. But yeah, uh, the timing with these movies, I'm like still, I'm always trying to figure out like how much time has passed in them. But um, yeah, the Foot Clan, I mean, maybe it's like the the ones who didn't, uh, the ones who decided to change their life around and the ones who stayed are like the last resort guys. Yeah. Yeah. They got nothing else going on. Yeah. I've already invested too much into this. (laughs) (laughs) And Tati's like, we got to take what we can get. Yeah. He's a little heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We can't. Yeah, it's like uh, the, it's like those codes. It's like, well, we can't ask him to do push-ups anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we have to take whatever we can get in the military these days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because there's a bunch of them running around. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? So it's that. And then, of course, the, the, the great scene in the Dockside. Doc, it's called Dockside Club. When they get knocked into that. Yeah. It's like, ninja, ninja, ninja. rap, rap. Yeah, the, the famous vanilla ice scene. Where the turtles happen to uh, bust into a Vanilla Ice concert, yeah, which is you know not any corporate synergy. It just happened to be Vanilla Ice, right? Yeah, playing like I don't know that would be like Terminal Five in Brooklyn now or something like that. But yeah, that's I mean my favorite my favorite thing about that is uh, is the promoter or whatever of this venue 
is backstage. He's like, call the police. And his assistant's yeah. like, all right, I'm calling the police. And then he comes back and they're all, everybody's dancing to Vanilla Ice. And the guy's like, uh, here's the police. And then he's like, what are you doing? Like, they like it. They like it. And then that one guy is just brilliant. He goes back on the phone. It's okay. They like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite line in the whole movie. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. They like it. Because this guy's so- like, this fucking guy, man. Yeah, it's just so to- put upon. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I can't wait can't to quit. Wait to fucking quit. <laughs> he goes, what are you, what's going on? I didn't order extras. Did you order extras? Yeah, no. It. Call the police. Go, go now. <laughs> comes back. What are you doing? What's going on? It's the police. Why? What are you going? What are you doing? They, they like, like it. it. They, they like it. It's okay. They like it. <laughs> Guy's a genius. Some amazing uh, extras in movie history, and that guy yeah. should be recognized. You know, you know what I noticed? You know Michael Jaw White's in Ninja Turtles too. That's what I, I was just looking at the um, yeah at the thing. Is yeah. he one of the guys in the like when they make Kino do the test? Right before that, so right before there's an outdoor scene and this, it looks like they're on the set of, I don't know, like NYPD Blue or something because everyone's wearing like jean jackets and shit and he walks up and he goes, all right, so here's the deal. And the guy with like a flat cap and jean jacket is like, here's the deal. We got a couple of tests and if you're good, then you're right. Got it? Good. And then Michael Jaw White's in that group, like in the background, Uh he doesn't say anything. But the interesting thing, I don't know why, so he's in the group and they're like, yeah, yeah. And then they walk the camera like kind of pans up uh, you know um i guess dolly's out and you see the group walking into the warehouse but michael jawai is not in the group that's walking into the warehouse he's so i think michael jaw was like yeah he was like fuck like, this this is whack shit yeah. <laughs> he didn't like that right away yeah, yeah. he's like i thought we all get in <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I do like the test they do in the shadows. He's like, you got to work in the shadows. Yeah. And then he's like, is this enough? And the guy is like, mm-hmm. impressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, wow. very good. Yeah. yeah. And then the guy's like, listen, um, I'm going to go You meet me 15 minutes in the dojo and we'll meet up. And it's like, all right, just in this fucking junkyard where people are just like, I mean, what's the appeal of the foot, really? I guess the first one, I get it because it's kind of like, not that there is... Well, if you're like coming from a broken home and you Yeah, like, well, that's what I mean. That first one is the propaganda, yeah. right? So it's yeah. like, I am... Your, the, the outside world rejects you. Yeah. This is your family. I am your father. So I get that aspect of it. And you've got all these kids that are just like, you know, smoking and drinking and, you know, it's like Pinocchio's Pleasure Island, right? But that second yeah. one, they're coming in they're just like, listen... We're out of money. Um, yeah. We're like, we're based out <laughs> yeah. of a junkyard. Like, we yeah. look around, like, everyone's out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, listen, guys, there's no money to, like, you know, the video games are gone. Yeah. The, the, the skateboard shit is gone. Do you want to do martial arts in a junkyard for like yeah. eight hours? <laughs> yeah. There's really no development plan here. There's really <laughs> no room for growth. Yeah. But if you want to stick around, we're happy to have you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They're on the, I mean, the foot's on their back pedal. I mean, maybe there's just some people that are just like pot committed or like their parents beat them. So, like, I, yeah. I, I can't go home because I was getting my ass beat. Yeah, yeah. But if you know karate now, you can fight back. So, yeah. I don't know. I love that line, but like, Kino goes, Yeah. And the foot goes, Yeah. Word on the street. These guys were looking for anyone with martial arts talent. Like, anyone, anyone, Kino? Anyone. 
Absolutely. Anyway, uh, of course, Kino. great Kino line. Hey, ladies, uh, when he's talking about the scooter yeah, or something. Yeah. Well, in the in the very beginning, he's like, yeah. "Which one of you ladies would like to ride with me tonight?" Dream on, dweeb. Okay, I will. But when I do, I'm gonna dream about something a little thinner. <laughs> Yeah. That's like the most like non okay line ever. <laughs> yeah. Now. Nowadays it's like, wow, what a dick. You yeah. Get to no. come back from that line. The only thing, the one thing I do remember is like the beginning of that pizza, that beginning of that movie is the pizza. Yeah. All the pizza looks so amazing. Yeah. And for some pizza. Yeah. And for some reason, when I, like when I was a kid, I just remember like the thing, what, you know, the beginning of the movie, they're just showing that New Yorkers like pizza. Right. That's all they're showing. And now, right. for for me, like I was making the connection that like, oh, the turtles have become so popular and have made pizza so popular that everybody's so, eating pizza now. Yeah, it's influencing. Because of, yeah, uh, yeah. But no, they're just, they're just like, no, New York is just like pizza. Yeah, yeah. It's just that. It's just like that. And it's co- comedic too because you get a couple people just eating pizza. You got the horse carriage guy yeah. ordering pizza. There's two cops eating pizza while the guy's arrested. Like he's literally handcuffed them. Yeah. The two yeah. couple like in um, – Formal wear with champagne glasses and they're eating yeah. pizza. Yeah. So yeah. it's like pizza, 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 everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At Roy's like, Pizza. I noticed that too. Roy's. Roy's. It's not Ray's. We don't want to get sued. Roy's, yeah. <laughs> Famous Roy's Pizza. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out where that pizza place was too. I got to watch that again to figure out like the yeah. geography of that. But yeah. Can I ask April you something? Go, go ahead. No, I was just really going to say, April has the most amazing apartment I've ever in seen part in two? my life. In part two? Yeah, it's fucking crazy, She's right? Upstairs, she has yeah. enough room Spiral for Spiral staircase. She yeah. has a rooftop that she can, yep. I guess, a private rooftop or private, private rooftop. Deck. Yeah, she must, that must have been a hell of a raise. Yeah. <laughs> well, she is the number one reporter. And did yeah, you know, apparently. what's her name? Uh, she plays- Susie Essman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just- yeah. April O'Neil. Oh, yeah. yeah. What a news story. And the, yeah, and then she starts bitching at her husband. Yeah, or yeah. Whatever. Well, yeah. if you know, if you stop all the kicking and the oh, yelling yeah. upstairs, yeah. Upstairs, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I find it disturbing. Let me, let me <laughs> open the door for you. Do you really have to do that? Or just being nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck. What was I going to say? Oh, Sorry. let's say, you know, you get an Uber or something like that, right? And... I mean, this happened to me one time where I got the same Uber driver twice, right? Yeah. And I didn't recognize him, but he recognized me and stuff like that. And we started talking and stuff. Imagine that third that that happened to you where you got the same Uber driver twice, and then one day you're at your place, you get a knock on the door, and the Uber driver's like, "Hey, man," and you're like, "Hi." He was like, "Hey, somebody <laughs> ordered Uber and they cancel." I figured you order Ubers all the time. You want to take a ride with me? <laughs> yeah, it's like, so weird. Fuck? Yeah, it's not okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and especially if she's like a woman, she's just like, you saying I'm fat? Like, yeah, <laughs> like you're just yeah. gonna give me fucking pizza anytime? Yeah, yeah. yeah I always thought that, even as a kid, I always thought it was weird. I was like, who the fuck are you? Like, don't come <laughs> to my house and <laughs> just yeah, order pizza, off. but like, you're just coming over? Yeah. And as if New York is a type of place where you're like talking to the delivery boy. I know. You feel what real. I'm saying? Yeah, I know. She's, I mean, she may be nice. She's not that nice. And she's also yeah. kind of famous. She's not yeah. gonna be talking to like, the pizza guy yeah she's a famous reporter you know so okay cut it out man and they don't even have i'm trying to think like i'm just trying to think of the movie do they have a rapport before 
that scene? They the only thing they, they mention is um in in Roy's pizza shop. Yeah, he goes, they hey talk. Kino, yeah they talk. Roy, hey Kino, we're going to uptown to eighty nine whatever. Up uh, what is eleventh and Bleecker? He goes April's house, man, or another order? Yeah, she keeps yeah, ordering yeah. them. That's like yeah. the sixth one this week or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, she's got another one. She's gonna be something whatever. Yeah, she may work in this place or whatever it is. Something like that. Yeah. Also, one thing that I was. And going back to the first one, one of my favorite scenes is the Domino's pizza guy. Uh, I got to get a new route. Yeah. Come on. I couldn't find the place. Forgiveness yeah. <laughs> is, is divine. But wise men say never pay full price for late, full price for late pizza. For late pizza. Yeah. Wait, this At, is a 10. The tab's 15. You're two minutes late, pal. 13. Come on. The tab's yeah. 13. Come on. Yeah, I couldn't Donnie's, find the place. Yeah. Because Don and Tello is like, hey, hey, Mikey. You ever think about what Splinter says and all that stuff about, you know, not being there? Mike's thinking, hmm, Pizza two minutes late. Got not- 30 seconds. Yeah. He's 30 seconds late. $3 off the tap. $3. Yeah. Two bucks off. Yeah. I got to get a new route. I thought I delivered everywhere around here. But, <laughs> so he slides down. He, he slides up the cash and he slides yeah. down the pizza. The only thing I was wondering is like, where do the turtles get their money? I'm like they must stealing. It's <laughs> like, the only. I mean, it's the only explanation. Yeah, they can't work. Yeah, and like maybe a dollar falls every now and then, but it's not like it, that yeah. can't happen that enough to be ordering that much pizza down there. Well, that's why they're upset with the foot because the foot's coming yeah. into their action. That's why <laughs> and taking up their racket. Uh, st- well, that's something fever. that's interesting in that first one. Shredder make, says a line. He goes, "These turtles are interfering with my business," and it's like, are they? Because I'm trying to think, when was the first, not, ri- well, I guess because they save April. Yeah. Right? I guess that was it. They save April. I guess, well, I guess you can assume that Shredder is behind all the crime. So he, they save April the first time and they beat those guys up in the beginning, right? And yeah. then the second time is when they save her in the subway and then that foot soldier finds them. <clears throat> so I guess that's what you can say. That they're interfering in his business, I guess, Shredder. I don't know. But it would have made more sense if they're just constantly like beating up, you know, Foot Clan members and affiliates yeah. throughout the movie and stuff. So Yeah, they don't really establish that in that in that way. They don't like go like Yeah, I mean, they're not like knocking down Foot Clan rings at all hours of the day. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And then Casey Jones just hanging down on rooftops, just hanging. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I know. What, yeah, I know. He's just like, and Natasha was watching it with me last night. And she's like, is she just? Is he just like Batman? Like, <laughs> like he just like chills out and waits for crime to happen. And he just, I think he's just he just has a bunch of girls around the city. He just kind of crashes at one person's house for a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's slinging dick. And then, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. he says he was like he used to play pro, but then he got injured, and then that's why he, he's out. You know, oh, so, yeah. probably, so he's like he's like taxi driver. He like takes out his like aggression, aggression on, on people. Fucking, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, so he just meets a bunch of like these ladies all throughout the New York, and kind of crashes, them and you know, gives them that story. Yeah, I used to play pro, but I'm trying to get back on my feet. So I'm working overnight, but he's actually just beating up <laughs> just Sopranos beating up, extras. Yeah, Sopranos extras and like, you know, athletes that seem like they might be, <laughs> might have a feature yeah. <laughs> out of spite. Yeah. 
That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to think of like, if there's anything else there. I could think of these movies and anything that stuck out. Well, the mu- the music's great too, you know. The music's amazing. Yeah. John Duprez, apparently. Yeah. And they bring that uh theme in back in the third one. Oh, really? Yeah. There's hints so of I'm it. I'm going to watch this movie again. Yeah. Well, well, casually. Watch it casually. <laughs> yeah, I just watch it with something else on. Yeah. <laughs> John Duprez, music by. There's a power in the feeling. See, that first one, I think that it, was, it was definitely like more urban too, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, that's why that third one, I started watching, it's like this. I'm like, oh, like nothing against rock, but this isn't good. So nine he did. Point nine five. Uh, the composer did all three movies, so that's probably why. Oh, uh, okay. Back. John Duprez did Teenage Ninja Turtles 1, 2, 3, of course. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. I don't know. Captain Star. Monty Python Spam a lot. Clangers. I mean, not a super lot. A Fish Called Wanda. Mm. Um, Once Bitten with Jim Carrey. It's interesting. Oh, that's a vampire movie, right? Yeah. His girlfriend's... A, I've seen that a long time ago. Yeah. His girlfriend's a vampire or something. He's a virgin or something like uh, something like this. Yeah, I, I remember Yeah, he's a virgin. It. And basically, the vampires are after him because they want his virgin blood. Yeah. And it's stupid because then how, they rec- how do they solve the problem? Like at the very end, which they should have done in the beginning and you wouldn't have a movie. He just has sex. And then he's not a virgin anymore. So then the vampires don't want him. They're like, <laughs> like ah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Michael Pressman. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say about these. I mean, there's a lot to say. Like, if I was just doing a commentary track, there's, like, tons of shit that I probably could point yeah. out still. But just trying to think of it, like, you know. I mean, I just love those movies. I, I mean, I could watch them anytime. Watch it on Blu-ray. I was like, man, this looks really good. I've never seen this in such yeah. good quality before. Yeah. Yep. Still looks That's great. That's Motherfuckers yeah, get Blu-ray, man. I you really do need, dude. I and you know what? I just read the story. The Best Buy is stopping is going to stop selling physical media copies. Now. Gonna, wow, physical DVDs and Blu-rays. They're that's they're done doing that. Why? So I don't know. Selling? I guess it's just not selling. It's just waste taking up space on the shelves. But really, I I don't want this stuff to go away. Now I'm like yeah. I just got back. I just got into buying Blu-rays and it's like such a different thing. Cause like, yeah, you watch these things on streaming and they look fine, but like they don't compare. It doesn't yeah. compare. Well, well I, I agree because I was watching it on streaming. It's on Netflix and it's just the thing of it's fine. But then there are times where, especially I just like I, in Australia, everyone knows all, the internet's not the greatest here. So it just lags yeah. a lot. So now I'm watching a very, I'm watching a movie, but it's lagging. And there was points where I was watching it. And I was like, is that is it is it the copy of the film or is it my internet just slow? So I stopped there, reset my router, and it was the internet just lagging. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing. Like I was watching the film and I couldn't experience it at its best quality because the internet's fucked up. You yeah. know what I mean? But when you have a digital co- uh, uh, a hard copy on Blu-ray or 4K or whatever it is, like you don't have to worry about that bullshit. Like, and yeah. it's pristine and you can watch it and it doesn't take you out of the movie. There's no skipping. There's none of that. And also with these, you know, Blu-ray and hard media, 
you know, if you're into behind the scenes stuff, director's commentary, original trailers, like TV spots, that's all additional material that's going yeah. to be on there. That's I think it's pretty interesting. It's going to be hard to come by if you only have a streaming uh, copy of it. You know, you're going to find you have to go to other um, uh, avenues to find it. So um, I'm a big proponent of, of Blu-ray copies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think you can. You can't. You can't get much better than Blu-ray and 4K right now. I'm just, I just, I just got. Um, I got Lawrence of Arabia, and I was like, "All right, let me put it on." I have, I have this like projector in my basement. And I'm like, nice screen and stuff. And I've watched Lawrence of Arabia on like this again, the streaming things, and I was like, it looks okay. But like, again, when you put it on, I was like, holy shit! Like, okay, I get it now. Like, <laughs> I get why this movie is like one of the the famous. I still haven't finished it, but like at the same time, I'm just watching it. Like, this looks beautiful. I'm like looking at the shots. Like, how do they do all this? Like, yeah. this is in 1960 something. Like, this motherfucker had like a just a horde of camels like going across the desert, and like it looks, it looks like they shot it yesterday. But um, yeah, get your get your uh Ninja Turtles Blu-ray. I got the three pack copy, so mm. I will be watching two and three soon. Yes. But I mean, that's it for me, but that's all yes. I got. Okay. We can end it there. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. All right. Tell the people where you're going to be. Anyone interested in following me on Letterboxd, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Troll Esquire, DRO underscore ESQ. Uh, write reviews up. Um, and if anyone has any movie recommendations, uh, movie suggestions, send them my way. I'm happy to. Um, listen to them and uh, yeah give me uh, stay tuned for the next episode christian duran comedy.com for your christian duran needs christian duran svp on instagram i'm on letterbox leaving reviews um and ratings and whatnot my ratings are just my opinions just my thoughts man just my thoughts <laughs> so they don't uh you know don't take them with a grain of salt you know i because yeah, i watch vin diesel movies too so it's all good all right guys thanks so much we'll see you next week bye see ya bye